Matt Walner continues to impress for the Twins in a loss at Kansas City. Uh, Luisa Rice has also struggled and what that's meant for the Twins in the second half. It's all coming up on today's episode of Locked on Twins. You are Locked on Twins. Your daily Minnesota Twins podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. And welcome to the Lockdown Minnesota Twins podcast. Today is Tuesday, September 20th, and I'm your gracious host, Nash Walker. Thanks for making Lockdown Twins your first listen every day on the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every single day. Again, this is Nash Walker, Season 3, hosting this podcast on a daily basis. Season 4, writing about the Twins at twinsdaily.com. And I am used to coming on after games that don't really matter for the Twins, because I did it for months last year. Five days a week. So we roll on. We don't stop. We always got things to talk about. We always got storylines. Matt Walner today and where he fits in now the rest of the season and into 2023. Dylan Bundy, Simeon Woods Richardson has another great start for the Saints. Luis Arise is continuing to struggle. And then that Jacks Theobar combo and what that means for the bullpen next year, too. So what you'll notice on the show is we're going to start to turn this into what is what does this mean for next year what does this mean for next year we got 14 games left and it's fun still to see some storylines that play out because I do think these last couple weeks matter for a lot of guys you know Matt Walner is one of them and I've been really impressed by Matt Walner there is a lot of swing and miss as advertised a lot of swing and miss I think he's trying to combat that by swinging early in counts and we'll see if that that hurts him as a major leaguer to to try to make more contact swinging at pitches he he can't drive that could be an issue at the major league level and that's kind of a an unintended consequence of trying to cut your strikeout rate as you're swinging earlier in counts and you end up making weaker contact or contact you didn't want to make on a pitch you, you wouldn't normally swing at unless you were trying to avoid getting into a two strike count but he's impressed me in right field his arm is a howitzer he hits the ball hard and then he hustled tonight and, and was ultimately called out he was out but it was a close play on a, a play that would have scored a run had he been safe. He busted it down the line on a grounder to second. And I think Matt Walner should get a look on opening day next year. I, I think he should be on the opening day roster next year. And we'll see what happens these next couple of weeks. I think he should be hitting higher in the lineup. I mean, at this point, just bat him, bat him up in the lineup. Like, get him as many at-bats as possible. Get the most looks you can at him. I understand he's a little bit lower. You want to take the pressure off him. But what's the pressure? You know, what's the pressure? You're not in a pennant race anymore. It's not, there's no pressure in these games. This is, let's get him situated. Let's get him as many at-bats. Let's get him at-bats with runners in scoring position. Hit him behind Correa and Miranda. I think they should do that. You know, they did that with Trevor Larnick last year in his rookie season. And I think they should do that with Matt Walner. Bat him toward the top of the lineup. Why not? And I think if he shows out for these next, next couple of weeks, we've seen a lot from him already. If he shows out, I absolutely think he should start in right field next year. The Twins are going to have some questions with their left-handed bats. And, you know, ideally and hypothetically, they have some beasts, beasts from the left side. I mean, Trevor Larnick is big and strong, left-handed. Matt Walner is big, strong, and left-handed. Alex Kirloff is big, strong, and left-handed. Corey Polanco is a switch hitter, very good from the left side. Max Kepler is a left-handed hitter. They have a lot of them, and in theory – 
if Walner, Larnick, and Kirilov are healthy with their ceilings, you know, you would hope that would be like three, five, seven in the lineup next year. And then you fill in with Buxton and Miranda and Jeffers and hopefully a Correa if they re-sign him. That that's ideally what the lineup looks like next year. You have all those injury questions though with Larnick, with Kirilov. You have questions about Walner and that swing and miss and his approach. But I mean, his upside is just so much higher to me than Max Kepler. I, I think it makes all the sense in the world for Matt Walner to start on opening day next year. I do think people don't understand or don't want to accept that Max Kepler is by the numbers outs above average, the best defensive right fielder in baseball this year. And it's not really close. He's that good in right field defensively, but I've made the case over and over. I'll continue to make the case that it's not worth his bat anymore from a spot where you need to be getting offense. And I think Walner has a much higher ceiling in right field and defensively you're going to give a little away. We saw him make a dive and try to make a diving play in Cleveland. Kepler probably would have made that play a healthy Kepler, but his, his arm is great. You know, that's what you need out of your right fielder. I don't think you'd be giving away enough. That's worth the bat, the bat transfer, if that makes sense. Cause I just think his power upside is so much higher than Max Kepler. And I'm talking about a guy who hit 36 home runs in a season in Kepler. And it was a, a juice ball season. And since then, the power numbers are are not there. I think Walner has legit 30 to 40 home run power. And I think they should have him in right field every single day down the stretch this year. And I think they should have him in right field next year. They're going to have to make some, some decisions this offseason. Max Kepler is under contract. I think it's eight and a half million for 2023. I don't think they should pay Max Kepler eight and a half million in 2023. I think they should be looking to try to find a way to get his money off the books they, they have young guys who deserve spots. They deserve looks. They have higher upside. They have a, a even minor league track record that looks good enough to play, you know, looks good enough to start for a team that, that is hoping to compete even in 2023. Uh, I think Matt Walner has been impressive. I think he is clearly a, a building block for this outfield in the future. Maybe I'm getting carried away and, and he goes on an 0 for 25 with 15 strikeouts and I'm feeling differently. I just have seen enough early on, like the the little hints of tools that he has. He needs to grow. And he'll continue to grow. But the way he hits the ball, the way the ball comes off his bat, the arm in right field, and just his size and his presence in the batter's box, I like all of those things. I really do for Matt Walner. Dylan Buddy made another start tonight, and uh, I'm going to use this opportunity to say again why the Twins should not be giving starts to guys like Dylan Bundy and Chris Archer in 20, I would say the rest of 2022 and in 2023, who should be getting those starts instead? Let's get to that after this word from LinkedIn jobs. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. You want to be a hundred percent certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on MLB. That's linkedin.com slash locked on MLB to post your job for free terms and conditions apply. Head over there, add your job in the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring Again, go to LinkedIn Jobs. That's LinkedInJobs.com slash locked on MLB. That's LinkedIn.com slash locked on MLB to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. 
Dylan Bunny made another start for the Twins tonight. It did not go well. MJ Melendez hit a big home run off him at Kaufman. This is simple to me for 2023. I said it on Sunday night. There's no reason to have rotation fillers in 2023. There's no reason for it anymore. And I'm I'm just really tired of the archers, the bundies, the shoemakers, the haps. I'm tired of it. And I think Twins fans are tired of it. And I'm, you know, I, I get it down the stretch. You don't want to push some of these young arms too too hard. You don't want to start the clocks. That's what it is for a lot of these guys, I think, at times. But for next year, no rotation fillers. There's no reason for it next year. You have young starters who you've developed for years who are in their mid-20s who should be in the rotation and should be given a chance next year. And it's not even like you're filling a rotation with five young starters. You know, again, ideally, if everybody's healthy, Sonny Gray's on the injured list now, you have Gray, Malley, Ober, Ryan, and then Winder, or Varland is your sixth option, or Maeda, and then Varland and Winder in the minors. It's not even like you're filling three rotation spots with young starters like they would have been this year if they had not signed Bundy or Archer. They didn't have the arms to fill those spots because of injury, ineffectiveness, or both. But there's no reason for that in 2023. There is no reason for that. And I will argue that he should not be making starts anymore for the Twins. It's a one-year deal. It's a one-year deal. And Simeon Woods-Richardson has been awesome for the Saints. And he's 21 years old. And you can make a really good story out of this in September by calling him up after he had a 5-plus ERA at AA last year and reward him for such a great season. He's at AAA doing this. He's not at, at high A as a 20. He's at AAA dominating, pitching extremely well. There's no reason for Woods Richardson to not join this rotation at this point. I think last year the Twins did a decent job when they recognized and accepted. I think it took a long time, but when they accepted the season was over. And I think fans, I felt it was over much earlier than they felt it was over. Once they decided, they did try to take advantage of that by giving over starts. They called up Ryan in September. Griffin Jacks made a bunch of starts. And without Griffin Jacks making those starts, He's not who Griffin Jacks was this year, which is a really solid reliever for the Twins because they recognized things in him when he started and they let him get beat up, but they learned. And now he has a really valuable role out of their bullpen. So I think they did a decent job of that last year. Like I said, they batted Trevor Larnick third, fourth, fifth in the lineup when he was healthy. They tried to make lemonade out of out of sour lemons or sour lemonade out of it's still a losing season it's still I don't know if they'll have a losing season they're trending toward that but it's still a non-playoff season you can try to make the best out of it though you can make the best out of a non-playoff season and they did the best they could last year I'm not crowning them for anything last year but the last two months you know it did pump out Griffin Jacks it did pump out Bailey over it did pump out Joe Ryan in some ways so I'm grateful for that at least in 2021 Luis Arise is, is hurt. He's struggling. He's so important to this offense. And again, it's hard to watch him struggle because we know how good he is. And we know how much he means to this group offensively in the clubhouse. That's not going to change for Luis Arise. And, and his role on this team is as important as anybody's role on this team. I think in the second half of this year, he's been dinged. He's been dinged up. He hasn't been the same Luis Arise he was in the first half. And it's noticeable. It's noticeable on a nightly basis. You know, it's noticeable that he's not the same guy. He's 0 for 5 tonight, strikes out wildly, his hands flying off the bat. He just doesn't look right. I think they should consider maybe shutting him down. What, what's the benefit? I mean, I know he wants to win the batting title, and I understand that. And, like, if he wants to win it, let him play. But if not, 
what's the benefit of Luis Rice playing? He could really hurt himself. You know, he could really get hurt. And now you're looking at another guy going to the offseason who's might have to undergo another procedure or God forbid, right? That's that's the risk you run. And I'm just to the point, this thing is over. And it's been it's been over for a couple of days now, but this thing is over. And whatever you think helps you for 2023, do it. And this it's an example of an in-game example here. When the Twins are down 15 to nothing and they put in Jermaine Palacios, it's not because they want to watch Jermaine Palacios pitch. It's because they don't want to use another reliever they could use the next day. That's kind of the analogy here. You're down 15 nothing. Don't put out Yoan Duran in this, in this game of a season, right? Like, save your bullets. Save your bullets. And it might not mean anything. It probably won't to do that. But I just think, like, at this point, Louis clearly hurting. You know, Sonny's done for the year. Malley's done for the year. Buxton's likely done for the year. Well, who's it benefiting? I mean, again, if he wants to go out and try to win the batting title, I understand that, but he's not playing well because he's dinged and he hasn't been playing well for much of the second half. And now Aaron Judge is going to probably win the triple crown. So we'll see. I don't know that we could see that happen. I mentioned Griffin Jackson, how good he's been this year. Has had some lumps. He's a rookie reliever. His first year as a reliever, I should say. But the Jacks Thielbar combo has been really solid. Right and left handed, sixth, seventh inning. That combo has been really good for months now. And we saw that tonight a little bit. Jacks gave up a run on him. I think Jacks gave up that run on a little blooper and then Salvi doubled off Fulmer. Fulmer wasn't good tonight. But the Jacks Thielbar combo is one that you can you can count on next year. I think in this bullpen and Griffin Jax is now a staple of the bullpen, which if you would have told me that a year ago, like Jax is going to be pumping 96, 97 out of the bullpen with a hard slider and, you know, a pretty good changeup at 90, 91. I would say no way. Like, let me see it. I want to see what that looks like because he was 91, 92 as a starter with his fastball and the slider was always a good pitch. I always, if you listen back to my shows, or you remember the shows from last year after Griffin Jax starts, he struck out 10 White Sox in one of his starts. And I remember saying like, that's a, his slider is such a weapon for a team like the white Sox because they're so right-handed and you see Rocco go to him so many times against the white Sox this year. And you're reminded of that matchup because his slider is truly one of the best of any relievers in baseball. It's so sharp, so hard. The numbers on it are excellent. And then he pairs it with that 96, 97 on the fastball. And he's become a reliable reliever and Thielbar too. Similar, you know, that curveball in the slider and then mixing it with the up, Fastballs in the upper tier of the zone, high spin fastballs up in the zone, a lot of swing and miss when he's throwing strikes. He's super tough on righties and lefties, but especially lefties. And that duo, that combo has been very, very solid for the twins. I made the case Sunday. They do need to get better next year at having longer starts. And I think so much of that is the right personnel. They need to get the right personnel. No more bunnies, no more archers, get the right personnel and change the philosophy a little bit too where you're willing to go an extra inning because if you can shorten these games in 2023, they're going to be in much better shape. That one extra inning matters. Like the difference between the fifth and the sixth, it has mattered too many times for the twins this year. Like just imagine if they would get one more scoreless inning out of their starter in a lot of these games. And I'm not saying that inning automatically would have been scoreless, but I think they would be in better shape. And I think that needs to be a focus of 2023 is let's, invest in pitchers we can trust and invest in pitchers we can go beyond the fifth and sixth inning because then you have Jack Steelbar and Duran at a minimum and even if you don't trust Lopi which I don't know why you would right now 
trust Jorge Lopez, you at least have Jack Steelbar and Duran. You should have Jorge Alcala back next year. And you can kind of build around that group, but you need longer starts. And it's two, it's twofold. It's the personnel and it's the philosophy. If you don't trust Dylan Bundy past the fit, don't sign Dylan Bundy. If you don't trust Chris Archer past the fit, don't sign Chris Archer. You know, and I think the bullpen on paper will be better next year. You never know with a bullpen, you never know with relievers, but it, it should look better on paper. And the rotation is going to certainly look better on paper if you feel like you can hope that those guys are healthy. But some things need to change. We know that. Like some things need to change with this team, with the philosophy, certainly with the personnel. Uh, but Griffin Jackson, Caleb Theobar are just examples that even in the worst of seasons, last year was was a one of the most disappointing seasons in Twins history. This year has not been that level because the expectations were lower coming in, but the collapse has been substantial. Even in seasons where the Twins missed the playoffs, even in the seasons where the Twins really disappoint, you still have these storylines and storylines that matter because without Griffin Jacks, without Caleb Theobar, without Nick Gordon, without Jose Miranda, who've all been great stories this year, next year, 2024, 2025, looks way bleaker. And you might be feeling now that it looks bleak anyway. And I, I'm not going to disagree with you. I, I think I'm more hopeful and optimistic about it than some. But without those guys, without those developments this year, you can forget about any hope. For future years. So those things are important, even in losing seasons like Bailey over last year. I know this year he only threw 30 something minutes. He's going to start on Wednesday, but that matters because you, you feel like into the future, Bailey over can be a mid rotation starter for you. If he stays healthy, Joe Ryan making his starts in September matter because he's had a solid rookie year. And you saw that in 2021, he doesn't start if the twins are in a playoff race in 2021. So these storylines still matter. And the Jack Steelbar storylines this year have mattered. Nick Gordon had another nice night. He's really coming to his own. I mean, he's part of that left-handed picture too with Walner and Larnick and Kirilov and Polov switch hitter and Arise. You have a lot of left-handed bats. And with the shift ban, I think it might benefit the Twins. It's going to benefit everybody. But more left-handed lineups pull heavy lefties like Walner, like you know Larnick. Kirilov's not as much. But Polo is a heavy pull left-handed hitter when he's swinging from the left side. I think the shift ban will benefit those players. But I do think there is some redundancy here. There's some outfield redundancy, and especially when you add Kepler to that. Because first base, it's Luis Arise and Jose Miranda. You know, if they bring back Gio Urshela, they're going to have to make some decisions. And maybe they start Walner in AAA again. I would say that we'll talk about it this offseason, but I would say I'm not going to be crazy about that. Or Larnick or... I mean, maybe Kirloff's not healthy. These things sometimes take care of themselves, but there is redundancy here. And I'll be very interested to see how this plays out uh, down the stretch and into 2023. So twins do lose the series opener to Kansas City. Bundy wasn't good. Not a surprise. You know, Luis Arise continues to struggle. He's dinged. And uh, the twins lost five to four. Carlos Cray had another good night. He had three hits on the night and he's been outstanding in September. Unfortunately, the team around him has not been so. And unfortunately, he couldn't get more of those big hits earlier, and the Twins would probably be in a better spot now if he had. Um, but he's been awesome, and hopefully he's okay. He slid into second and stayed down for a little bit, but remained in the game and then made a great throw to the plate. He's an awesome baseball player, and there are some awesome baseball players on this team, but many of them are hurt, or many of them have underperformed, or there's 
I mean, there's not enough of those awesome baseball players on the roster, and, and we'll see how that's addressed. But for now, the Twins lose. We'll be back with a postgame on Wednesday. Thanks so much for making Lockdown Twins your first listen today. They'll make your second listen, the Lockdown MLB podcast. MLB expert Paul Francis Sullivan brings humor, passion, and unique perspective on every team and the biggest stories around the league. Sully is the absolute best. Follow the number one daily league-wide podcast, Lockdown MLB, on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great day. And as always, go Twins.